nano versus no nano. As it's fast approaching November and I have a huge circle of writerly friends, a lot of the time I hear them talking about the upcoming NaNoWriMo. In this podcast, I'm going to give my experiences with NaNo, both good and bad, so be prepared for both this week on The Versatile Writer. First of all, some of you might not even know what NaNo is. It's an international writing challenge that has grown and evolved incredibly over the past 10 years. It's been going longer, but I've been aware of it for that long. The idea is that you write at least 1,667 words each day for the whole of November, 1st to the 30th. Thus, at the end of the month, you'll have 50,000 words, and the hope is you'll also have the story you've always wanted to write written down. The website is www.nanorimo.org, and that is N-A-N-O-W-R-I-M-O. And while it is free to participate, there is the opportunity to donate money to the site as well, should you want to. So let's get to my experiences with the ups and downs of NaNoWriMo. Let's start with the ups first. Up number one. The main thing about NaNo is that writing that amount per day becomes habit. And so after the month is over, you'll probably be able to keep that habit going. The discipline to write every day, no matter what, might be pretty daunting. But it's worth remembering that nothing you want badly is going to just fall into your lap. Bit of discipline to write those words in the first place is a big plus. Up number two. Being held accountable to that word count is also vital for getting us to keep to our word. Sure, it's easy to say, yeah, I'll write 2,000 words every day, come what may. But really, can you do it? Have you got enough of a story to write that much every day? If you do, then Nano can really help you keep track of those words, make them count for the work you're putting in. Holding yourself accountable is a good way to motivate yourself, but being held accountable by others is even better. After all, who wants to let someone else down, especially if you've both agreed to do it and one of you pulls out during the challenge? That could get very awkward very quickly. Up number three. If you've had an idea for a story for years and it's been driving you nuts, Nano is a really great opportunity to simply empty your head. Once your head has been emptied of all the characters, what they're up to, the storyline, the plot, the genre, and just about everything else that's using up valuable headspace, you'll feel relieved and better yet, you'll be able to think about other stories to write during the next Nano. Up number four. Talking of being held accountable, it's really useful to see your daily, weekly and monthly progress rising on the chart on the Nano website. Often when you write via pen and pad or finger and keyboard, it can get really tedious at times. Obviously, you can see what the word count is on your computer, but seeing the table on the screen rising each day gives you another kind of satisfaction. Up number five. The Nano community are, on the whole, pretty good. They can be supportive, encouraging and helpful. If you are personal friends with others who are participating, it's worth joining your local Nano meetup called Write-Ins. They are often held by MLs, Municipal Liaisons, jolly nice people who volunteer their time to assist. I've attended loads of write-ins over the years and even held a few myself. These meetings are not really for nattering, they are spaces in which to write, focus and get on with the task at hand. They are often held at cafes, bookshops, libraries, pubs, pretty much anywhere where there's a space for the community to use. You'll find out who's holding a local meetup when you sign up. 
and your community can often meet up online too and hold timed writing sprints. I've taken part and they're really exciting. I've even held similar timed writing sprints, high energy ones, on my radio show and had several writers in the studio writing during a four minute track and discovering how many words were written afterwards. One friend of mine even begun the sequel to her recently published book via the on-air sprint by completing the 2,000 words during an hour-long broadcast. And talking of publishing, you can't do that until you've written the book and Nano will help you do that. That's the good things I've experienced with Nano. Here are the downsides in my experience. Downer number one, commitment. Can you really commit the time and energy to this challenge every day? It's tough enough to go to work, deal with your family and find time to rest. So adding another challenge to your day can be exhausting. During the first week, you often find yourself excited to get going. But by week two, you might sag a little bit. By week three, it's easy to lag behind. And when you see week four looming up, it's really tough going. You need to be really committed to this challenge and make it work for you, not against you. Writing more than the amount of words each day will will stand you in good stead for getting towards the end. Downer number two. Because of the commitment you've made to complete this challenge, there's a certain amount of pressure you put upon yourself. Some of us thrive on this pressure and some of us really don't. I'm a bit of both. When there are other things going on in your life and you need to prioritise, the pressure you might feel to complete your daily target with, hopefully, a progressive story might stick in your throat a bit. If you have a supportive family or a network of supportive friends around you, someone else might help with getting dinner, feeding the baby or taking the dog for a walk. But if it's all falling to you, these pressures add to the already pressurised environment of your creative writing, especially as Christmas will be looming too. Down to number three. Seeing how well others are doing can be a demotivator. Not because you don't want them to do well, but because you feel like you're falling behind. If, like me, you're inclined to beat yourself up if you don't achieve something, that can actually work against you really easily. I realise there are a lot of self-motivated individuals out there who don't need others to support your emotional life, but I do. I find it incredibly easy to put myself down and my achievements down. After all, if I do it first, then if others try, it won't hurt so much. Down to number four. The idea of reaching the end goal and winning, in inverted commas, Nano, is a bit of a turn-off for me. Nano is not a competition, nor is it a race. It's a challenge. But sometimes, some people can take it too far. If your story just wasn't long enough and you don't fancy padding it out to make it longer, or you're exhausted and you stop at the story's end of about, say, 35,000 words, then you won't have won, in inverted commas, Nano. To my mind... Not winning makes me a loser. However, you are not a loser. Absolutely not a loser. You've written 35,000 words more than you might normally have written. My advice here is to plan your story with as much information as you can. Some hardcore nanos begin their planning in the spring or the summer. Doing it a week beforehand can still be helpful though. It really depends what you want out of your nano. Planning your nano is the best way to towards completing the challenge but bear in mind that you are just dumping that information from your head onto the page in Nano. It's mostly about quantity rather than quality so editing must absolutely come later after the challenge is over. Spending time editing during Nano in my opinion is a waste of precious hours that you can do next month or next year or even not at all. 
Down to number five. Sitting, writing or typing for hours for the whole month can mess with your regular routine. We often encourage and incentivise ourselves with junk food or a huge caffeine intake just to get the next few hundred words out. A month of lots of junk food can make a difference to your regular life, so try to motivate yourself with healthier snacks and exercise after each session. Getting out in nature at that time of year can be a godsend too. Go for a walk, swim or go jogging if that's your thing, but try to keep the exercise going for the whole month. And who knows, if that wasn't your usual thing in the first place, you might see that as your next challenge, maybe throughout December. So, in conclusion, I participated in NaNoWriMo for eight years. I completed four, and the others are a mixture of a 35,000-word novella, 60 short stories ranging from 500 words to 10,000 words, and an incomplete story that stopped at the end of the first week because I utterly lost interest in it. And that was probably down to the pressure I felt. Two years ago, in September, I had a panic attack that made my husband ask why I was putting myself under so much pressure to participate. It was then that I realised I didn't have to take part. I felt utterly liberated not doing it. This will be my third no-nano year. I might go back to it at some point, but in the meantime, I do have several novels to edit from the previous challenges and plenty of other work to look at. Some of those stories mean so much to me that I can't wait to get back to them, but it's a matter of priorities and they're safely waiting until I have the time to commit to them. If you are participating this year, enjoy it. You're going to have a blast. If, do, if you've decided not to, enjoy your free time. Take some time to be you. Thanks for listening to The Versatile Writer.